Grab your Bibles now and open them. Uh, there's really a, a couple of texts. One is mentioned in the bulletin, the other was not. But uh, it's found in Mark 14, and I've decided to read that one as opposed, we'll refer to um, Exodus 24, but go to Mark 14, and while you're finding Mark 14, let me say two quick things. Um, guys, if you've ever wanted to know how to better share your faith or, or, or to be trained with a program by which you can logically and sequentially share your faith with your neighbors, your friends, your family, we have a class for you if you've ever heard of Evangelism Explosion. It's just a way to teach you how to best uh, articulate and, and share your faith. And, and if you're interested in that, it's available starting next Sunday. Uh, it's taught by one of our elders, Tom Jordan. It's in the first hour. It's mentioned in the bulletin there for you if you're interested. Uh, the other thing has to do with Gigi, the, um, the Growth and Grace Institute. Um, next week, the course, it's kind of hard to title it, but it's, uh, we're going we're gonna to start with about 30 minutes of Reformation history which will introduce us to the five solas. If you don't know what those are, come. The, uh, the theology of the Protestant Reformation was summarized under five solas, which is a Latin term which means alone. Five solas, faith alone, Christ alone, scripture alone, that, that kind of thing. We'll introduce that and uh, proceed from there. Next Saturday, um, you'll get uh, the beginnings of sola fides, uh, faith alone. So hope to see you there. Now, with all that in mind, let me read you uh, from Mark chapter 14. It reads like this. And as they were eating, he took bread, and after it, he broke it and gave it to them and said, Take, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And he said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I say to you, I will not drink again of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Hey guys, I, I don't expect you to remember, um, uh, but um, last week, you may recall that we really focused in on a statement made in Hebrews chapter 9, which said, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness with sin. Remember, I made a big deal out of that, uh, because I think the scriptures do. But one of the things that I said to you last week is that this text, this Hebrews 9 text, does not specify whose blood is it that needs to be shed. Um, whose blood has such infinite value in the courtroom of God? So Hebrews 9 doesn't tell us whose blood. Mark 14 does. Jesus says it's his blood that is the blood of the new covenant. Poured out for many. Um, a couple of months ago, I, I discovered, and, and, and by way of surprise, was discovered that, that that term or that phrase was used centuries earlier by Moses in Exodus 24. Uh, that phrase, blood of the covenant, Jesus was not the first one to use that. Moses used it 
Moses used it in Exodus 24. And so I thought to myself, well, if maybe what I ought to do is study what's going on in Exodus 24, which might help me understand what's going on in Mark 14. Because Jesus lifts a phrase out of Exodus 24 and uses it in the last few hours of his life. The blood of the covenant. So I looked at uh, Exodus 24, which I hope you'll do perhaps this afternoon, but I discovered there that when Moses used that phrase, it was in conjunction with a worship ceremony called a peace offering. Now, gang, it's just a worship service, and the emphasis in that particular worship service is called a peace offering because a, a sacrifice for peace was being brought. Okay, that's all it is. The Old Testament uh, had five different offerings. There was the grain offering, the burn offering, the uh, guilt offering, and the sin offering. And there was the peace offering. So depending on what you were bringing was what was emphasized in the worship service. But as I looked further, there was one thing that was unique about the peace offering as compared to the other four back in Exodus and Leviticus. The only one of the five offerings that included a meal, a meal, was the peace offering. The, uh, the other four did not have a meal associated with them. But in this ceremony, this worship ceremony, known as the peace offering, there was a meal included. Now, in this peace offering ceremony, the peace that was in view was not my inner peace, you know, my peace of mind. It was peace. It was an external peace. A a peace between me and God. Um, A peace which allowed or culminated in table fellowship, (laughs) a meal. And guys, in every culture, eating a meal together has always meant the same thing. It meant if we eat together, that means that we're friends. And so we come to Mark 14, and Jesus picks up the language of Exodus 24, and applies it to what he's doing in Mark 14. This. And and I should point this out. That in that Old Testament, Exodus 24, peace offering thing, at that peace offering, there was at least... Three parties, three attendees. There was the offerer, the one that brought the peace offering thing, you know, because he wanted to establish peace between him. So there was the offender, the sinner. There was the offended, the one who granted the peace. But there was one more. There was a priest. 
there was a there was a mediator between these two in the peace offering back in Exodus 24 um so generally speaking what you had in that thing back there in Exodus 24 was you had a reminder you had a um a a reaffirmation of a covenant relationship that was made between an offendor and an offended. Peace had been established. Um, There was an offense um, for which peace was sought. There was an offended party who granted the peace. There was a mediator. Um, the priest. And the emphasis of that ceremony back in Exodus 24, the emphasis was peace, which was celebrated (laughs) with a meal. Guys, you got to see that I'm not the one making this connection between Exodus 24 and Mark 14. Jesus is. He's the one that picks up and uses the language of Exodus 24 and uses it in the Lord's Supper, the, this closing meal. And, and you can see that in the Lord's Supper in Mark 14, there, there, there are at least three similarities between what's going on in Mark 14 and what was going on in Exodus 24. Um, I, I guess the, the, the first similarity is the, is the focus on a, on a meal, on table fellowship. But you see, you only had tabled fellowship if there was peace between you and the people you were eating with so you had a meal and you the emphasis was peace and and then there was um a similarity of who was present there was a group of men they were all offendors there was god who was the offended And then there was Jesus, the mediator between those two. Now, there was one grand difference between Exodus 24 and Mark 14, one big, huge difference. Um, In Exodus 24, it was the individual, the, the offender, who brought a peace offering. He would bring a cow or a sheep or a goat but in the meal that is being described in mark 14 it wasn't the offender who brought the sacrifice it was the mediator it was the mediator who brought the sacrifice and the sacrifice was himself. Um, the mediator, the one bringing the sacrifice, is the one who establishes peace between the offended, God, and the offendor, me. And it was the mediator who offers himself as the basis upon which Peace is established. 
So let me simplify this and summarize it real quick. Um, in that room, in Mark 14 that night, there was a group of guilty parties. There was an audience of offenders. Well, that would be us. And then there was one present who was the offended. And that would be God. And then there was um, a mediator. And that would be Christ, who provides a sacrifice by which peace is established between the offender and the offended. So, my dear friends, if you've ever asked that question or ever will ask it or ever wondered about how can a man be right with God? I mean, how am I going to be reconciled to God whose eyes are too holy to even look upon my iniquity? How is it that I'm going to ever get right with God? It's on display for you right here. This is, the, this is a sacrament which represents that event that established peace between the guilty, the guilty offender and the innocent offended. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our peace. Come celebrate it with me. Our Father, I do pray that you will remind your people that what is happening here is, a, is an emblematic expression of what Jesus Christ performed on our behalf, that he has inserted himself as the sacrifice which has established peace between a guilty offender and the innocent offended, being, of course, you. Lord, would you meet us here and uh, remind us that because of what Christ has done, there is peace. We ask it, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen.